T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. We'll get to the trash of the day here in about 20 minutes or so. It's a little bit different than the one we had yesterday. I had multiple people DM me asking for links to the story. Now, I don't know if they just wanted more details or they wanted to see exactly what the T-shirt looked like, guys. I'm not sure specifically what everybody was looking for involved the uh, the husband that caught his wife cheating and took a photo and then printed that shirt and then walked into her work. Man, I got a text from my brother-in-law. He said, the one time that my oh. niece is in the car with me, this is what you guys are oh. talking about. Well, in fairness, I was we like, did, you know what? That's my bad. But in fairness, we didn't. I said. Kids, we're he, back in school. Yeah, we got to watch what we talk about all I, they're back. All I said in the trash of the day was there was a story of this gentleman mm-hmm. that caught his wife cheating. In the act, and I said she was performing an act. That's all I said, and he took a photo of it and printed a T-shirt. I didn't. I didn't go any more detail. Kids ask questions like, "What act?" Her exact. Well, her first question was, "I thought this was a sports show." Oh, well, we get that text a lot. <laughs> I said, "Not yeah. only sometimes, <laughs> that's only occasionally." <laughs> anyway, we will talk some sports right now with our guy Danian Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He, of course, is part of the Chiefs radio network. He'll be out in L.A. this weekend on the call with Mitch Holtis. Dan Israel, Josh Klingler. You also hear him for players only this evening on 610 Sports Radio. What's going on, Dan? And happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, fellas. Everything's good. Had a blessed and safe and happy holidays. So I'm all good. The Chiefs got the W, so that makes it even better. We can kind of ease off the gas pedal this week, go out to sunny California, and, uh, you know, try to end the season on a high note and get ready for the playoffs. So, yeah, everything's good in my world. Absolutely. Well, good to hear, man. What What's the player mindset, though, when you do enter a week like this where there's going to be numerous starters, as we know, not playing? We already know Patrick Mahomes is, is not going to play. Blaine Gabbard's going to start. What does that do for a mindset of a team during practice and even heading into this game as a whole? Well, it depends. Depends which player you're talking about. Which player's are you specifically talking about maybe positions or players? And I'll tell you the different mindsets. Cause I think from a starter's perspective or a star perspective, their mindset is definitely different than the number three, number four, number five receivers slash DBs and other depth guys. When you look at what they're going to do with Travis oh, Kelsey, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna, so yeah, I mean, if you're if you are, let's just uh, if you are a, a player like Travis Kelsey, where you know you're 16 yards away from a thousand yards, you know he's going to have some conversation with Andy this week. How do you think that plays out? Well, I think first, if if the decision is made that he's going to play, actually just not go through pre pregame warmups, 
and sit on the sideline. Fortunately for these guys, it'll be in a warm weather place. So sitting out on the sideline is not going to be, you know, anything that's going to be a headache to them. Uh, having the, the, the discussion with Andy about whether he's going to play. Now, once that decision is made, then they both know the reason why he's playing is to get that 16 yards. And knowing an offensive-minded coach, you're scripting plays before the game, uh, got to guarantee if there's any other tell uh, to, the, to the Chargers, it's going to be that if 87 is on the field, he's likely going to get the ball um, and quickly. So if, if we haven't been predictable <laughs> in any other yeah. game, I'd say the beginning of the Charger game, we'd be very predictable. But for Travis, I feel like that's a milestone to, to be, be able to put yourself in a position to have that kind of streak and keep it sustained uh, is a testament to his durability and, and his production. Now, if you're looking at guys like uh, Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson or Felix, um, they're going to approach the game differently. Like this is their opportunity to shine like it's the third preseason game. Uh, and you approach it the same way. So hopefully none of those guys, because they, they get 20, 30 plays in a regular game, feel like they're too big for this fourth preseason game. Like, this is still your opportunity to showcase on film that you are a viable uh, threat or a viable asset to this team or any other team. And that's how you have to look at it. You know, as a guy that was – that third, fourth, fifth receiver throughout my career, like I seized every opportunity to be on the field. It didn't matter preseason or regular season or postseason. And most of the guys outside of Travis, Chris, uh, obviously Patrick, uh, maybe a couple of the offensive linemen uh, probably are approaching this game the same way. Based on like what Blaine Gabbert said yesterday, we don't think it's going to go down like this, but we spent a lot of time talking about hand to handle the wide receivers, right? Like, Hey, do you bench somebody for a week to like put him in a place? Alex's idea for MVS was play him, give him 70 snaps and throw him the ball 15 times just to like, get him out of the funk. Would that work? Or does MVS just feel like, Hey, I'm not getting the veteran treatment versus these other guys. If you're just going to throw me in there and make me work through my problems. I think it depends on the makeup of the player. Like, again, it kind of goes back to that previous comment where if you think that you're above this opportunity, then you're not going to treat it as the professional that everybody expects you to be. And maybe the, the expectations that the coaches want from you. So if there is a coach, if Connor Embry, Matt Nagy, and Andy Reid come together and say, you know what, MVS needs to play about 40 snaps. There's normal amount of snaps, and let's Let's put, a, put together a game plan around getting him the ball more than we normally would. He's got to embrace that as a pro because I can tell you that if he's not embracing that, that's going to speak more to his makeup and his viability to be in the NFL, not just this team, but in the NFL in the future than any drops that he may have in the game. Because as you get to, you get to a threshold where – you are a blue-collar player. Then you're a starter. Then you're a number one or number two starter viable threat. Then when you get to that veteran area where maybe some of the holes in your game have been displayed when you were a starter, you become the guy that can be an asset to a team in the locker room, 
on the practice field, developing other receivers, and still maybe being a number three slash four receiver. You cut that whole level out if you don't approach these type of games in the right way. So I hope that he would approach it uh, professionally. But if he doesn't, like, you may not see a whole bunch more of MVS in the NFL. Part of my problem, Danon, is I'm not so sure MVS would handle it that way. I, I like if the Chiefs are who they are, but like he might be the only player on the team that I don't recall a moment, Danon, in which he took accountability the way the other players have. Like I don't feel like he's just stood up there and been like, "Yeah, my bad." Like it even seemed like we were yeah. critical of him after the game, where it seemed like he showed up, pat on the field a little bit after a ball that was in his hands was dropped. I'm not sure MVS would take it that way. That's a big question. And I think that's where coaching comes in. Uh, the relationship you have with your coaches is different than it was in college and high school. Like we're on first name basis. We're both men. We both have families. Uh, we're both doing this as our profession. Evidently we are both as coach and player, the best that are, is presented in this business. That's why you are the position coach here. Cause there's only other, there's only 31 other of your position. Uh, and hopefully he has that kind of relationship with his coaches that they feel comfortable. And sometimes it might not be your position coach. It could be a, a different coach. It could be a scout, uh, someone in player personnel that comes to you and is like, hey, man, like I, I don't, I'm not into the X's and O's. I'm not into what you've gone through these 16 games. But here's what I can tell you from an outsider looking in, or here's what I can tell you from the, the front offices, or et cetera. You can embrace it, or you can have an attitude and think you're above it. It's your choice. The ball is in your hand. So uh, that's, that's where I think the relationship in the building comes into play in that circumstance. And it might be drastically different than what we've seen up to this point, because we all know I was surprised when I got cut. Most guys are surprised when they get released or when their careers are over. You'd like to think that if a circumstance presents itself where a guy has a reality check and can be jolted into a positive framework, that they would embrace it, but who knows? We're talking to Dayton Hughes here on Cody and Gold. Okay, so Sunday, look, the Chiefs are locked into a three-seed already, so we can look ahead a little bit. When you look at the potential opponents that the Chiefs could face, whether it's Miami, Buffalo, and there's scenarios where it could be Pittsburgh or Indy or Houston, who are you preferring comes to Arrowhead next weekend? I'd say the latter three, uh, not because I'm scared of the abilities of the Bills and the Dolphins. I just am always leery. And you could have asked me this question the last five years, the last 10 years, last 20 years. And anytime you played a team during the regular season, uh, and then have to play them in the playoffs again, I just get leery. My stomach turns a little bit because I feel like if you beat them, then they may have a little bit of an edge in coming in that second time around, especially if they're healthy. If you've lost to them, then there's a confidence that they had, especially a team like the Bills that has come into Arrowhead Stadium for you know multiple years, and their season has either ended or they've had wins in the regular season. I just don't like that matchup as much as a new team that is of those three teams pretty much grinded their way into the playoffs to come into Arrowhead Stadium against Patrick Mahomes, not having faced him this year. 
and trying to seek out a win in a playoff game. I just I feel more comfortable with those latter three teams than the two teams we played this year. Dana, what about the notion that is like it is hard to maintain that level forever? Essentially, the Bills have been playing playoff football for two months. Like they've been fighting for their life for like eight straight weeks. At some point, don't you run out on that back end? Um, I don't think that's automatic. I think it's the makeup of the team. And that team okay. is more veteran laden uh, team. If I remember correctly from their depth chart, when we played them during the season and they've been through those storms and those storms happen to happen here for the most part. So I feel like, you know, based on how they were acting with 13 seconds left, and uh, on the sideline, the celebrations, the taunting to the fans, coming back here and wanting to do everything to avoid that feeling again, it doesn't matter what they experienced over the last six, seven, eight weeks uh, getting to that point. So that can be scary. But if you get ahead of them early and you're able to keep your foot on the gas pedal, then that type of team, because they've been drained for several weeks, it might roll over. Dane Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, he joins us every single Thursday. What do you got planned tonight, players only? Ah, we're going to be back in the building. It seems like it's been kind of hit and miss for us uh, and players only. I, I think Barbershop will be in there with me, but I'm not sure yet. We're going to have some fun. So much to cover in an hour. So that's going to be that's going to make it a little bit challenging. But we always have fun. So ready to take this this game onto the into the booth for the playoff run. So, yeah, we'll have a, we'll have a good time. There you go. We'll be listening tonight. Thanks, Dayton. All right, guys. There you go. Dayton Hughes joining us here on Cody and Gold. Of course, you'll also hear him Sunday afternoon out at SoFi Stadium on the Chiefs radio network. I could see it being team-dependent, but I think there is something exhausting as an NFL team where you have to fight to survive for as long as Buffalo's had to fight to survive, man. Like, it, it is hard. To keep Does going in there every now, like, I mean, because again, they're gonna have to do that again. Does it catch them in week seventeen? Well, that's what. Yeah, but so you know? like, yeah, yeah, or week eight. Yeah, this I got week. you. Yeah, seventeenth game, whatever. The whole week thing still throws me off. It, it does. It, Once it, they added the extra game, I can't. The question get it right. I think is, does it catch up to them this week, Cody, or does it not catch up until the AFC title game or you know divisional round game? I think at some point it does. I was looking at this though. I we all and, and my assumption was like, oh, Buffalo's just been dominating on offense. No, no, no they they. They haven't. We all know they're playing better, but it's a little misleading. Uh, this was there was just like I don't want to get too nerdy with the numbers, but like I was looking at this when we were everybody's focusing on the Sunday night game from a betting angle too, uh, with the the Dolphins as underdogs and it's the Bills and like so the few games where both teams the, are actually trying right and the Bills offense. This is post bye week, hasn't been as good as like everybody, including myself. Like we all talk as if they have been great, eh, like twenty third in passing success. Uh, rate 15th in, in drop back EPA, ninth in overall success rate, 12th in overall EPA. Like they've been mediocre. They've been average about where they were before, but defensively they're playing better. They are honestly, their problems are Stefan Diggs is not the same player. He was the previous two years and the offensive line isn't quite as good as it was the previous two years. And they've done what the chiefs are doing a little bit now, which is grind out some wins, which is working for them. But I mean, this Miami game is fascinating because the bills could still be the two, be the six or be out of the postseason. I hope the scenario. I hope. The, I hope the, it's winning. Yeah, win. I, I, yeah. I hope the right teams win earlier in the week, uh, weekend, so that that is truly like yeah, win or go home for the Bills. Like, that'd just be fun on Sunday night. So we also asked Danon about the mindset of these players going in, and I don't want to get back into an MVS conversation right now, and why. <laughs> 
I'm not sure he would handle that well. From a young player perspective, for the most part, you'd think that this would be a moment. The player, I, the player we will absolutely, I think, should be watching the most is Felix and Udike Uzama. It is not comparable to Patrick Mahomes coming in against that Denver game, but to a point, because of where he was selected in the first round, because the premium of the position, and because of the not very good offense of the Chargers, I'd like to see a little life at a FAU. To this point, I'll let this season go as in a, they were very deep on the defensive line. They had more people that they wanted to rotate. Okay, fine. He couldn't beat out Turk Wharton or Malik Herring. So be it. And those guys play more inside than outside too, and I get it. But seeing something out of him on Sunday, wouldn't that be nice? I well, mean, sure. this, well, yeah. he's only played 150 snaps this year. Well, yeah, of course it'd be nice. <laughs> it would give you a little bit heading into the offseason for him because at training camp next year, he will be the name that everybody is discussing, good or bad, right? One way or the other. Yeah, either he's uh, like uh, running with the third team still uh, or he's already with I, the starters. I'll be honest. I'm like, I'm not expecting anything. And I don't think really? anybody should expect anything on Sunday. Um, he just hasn't got the reps, man. Like, and so I don't know why suddenly I think on Sunday, even if it's against a bad Chargers team, that like he's just going to be wrecking havoc on the – or you know what I mean? Like I just – I don't believe that. Yeah, I would. I would love. Would you feel to be, different about his season next year if he came out and had like two and a half sacks in a single be, game or something? It, it would be to me actually really impressive because again, I think the bar he's is barely played so low this year because he's been behind everybody and not they just haven't given him reps. I mean, I think the the, the Lions game he got a couple and then yeah. it's just been a nosedive. He ever somehow since. has more sacks and tackles than Frank Clark, as you previously mentioned. He has yeah, played twice as yeah, many games. He's played yeah. in 16 games. He has a half a sack and 11 tackles. But. So, like, no, I would, I would love to be sitting here on, on Monday and Felix has a sack and, and you're like, wow, you, he popped on the screen. Like, that'd be great. Yeah, it would be phenomenal. I just, my bar is low. I don't expect anything. And I don't think if he doesn't do anything that you should automatically be like, oh, my gosh, this yeah, guy. I I, we're going to have to wait until, honestly, not only camp, but the first couple weeks next season. He's just a really important player for them next year based on what is going to be gone from the defensive line. Absolutely. Jones, Dana, and Terry Horton could all be gone. Look, maybe they can work out a deal with one of those uh, lesser two guys, right? Maybe there's a deal to be had for Dana because he's comfortable here and he's been an effective player. I'm still pretty sure he's going to get too much money somewhere in order to think that way. And I, this is really just because this game doesn't matter. It doesn't change their seating. It moves the needle zero. I would like to, it's a little bit like the Mahomes game in the sense that like, I would really love if we could come out of this game saying something positive about the way he looked on the field. It's just harder from a defensive line perspective, unless we see him in the face of Easton stick or getting a sack against Easton stick multiple times inside this game. Cause other than that, yeah, you're right. This is probably just going to be placating till it's a little bit longer. The most fascinating one of, we won't hear the unit. Cause like, I think Anudika Uzama could have three sacks in this game. And, and eventually people would just be like, all right, it's postseason. I'm busy. If for some reason, Justin Ross goes like seven catches for 90 yards. There are going to be people at the castle nice. gates demanding Justin Ross get playoff time. I want you to know that. Well, I know it's coming. I want Cody. you to know that oh, going know. into a game in which he is definitely going to play. Yes. That if him or McCall Hardman or Kadarius Tony go off in this game, they're going to be the only wide receiver discussed about why they didn't get more time in an eventual playoff game. Yeah, it's going to be nauseating. It's going to be nauseating if that happens. Trash of the day. Right? I mean, it'll be a bit. You're much. right that that's exactly what will happen. But I, I don't disagree. But ugh, I'm not. You're ready not prepared for that. For that? I'm not ready for that on Monday. I'm hoping we're getting ready to talk about like 
Chiefs Steelers. Then we'll have Drew on our side too. He hates the Steelers. That's 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 nice. That's right. I'm always Com- on the Chiefs side as long as I'm not playing the Bengals. Common enemy, you know. That's right. All right, trash for the day. This one, uh, look, uh, Cody, you had a honeymoon. I think you guys went to San Francisco, right? Yeah. Okay. We got went- married there and then just stayed yeah, there okay. for a whole other. But that week. was your honeymoon yeah. too, right? Okay, Drew. I don't know. Did you, did you guys go anywhere for honeymoon uh, or anything? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of that way. We celebrated with family. It was kind of us, but it was also family in Gallenberg, Tennessee, in the Smoky Mountains. Okay, this is perfect that you said this because okay. you still called it your honeymoon, though, right? And it, did you? Uh, yeah, no? sure. Okay. We, 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 even, we did not call it the okay. honeymoon. The reason why I bring this up, I guess there's a new trend, and I'm, you guys are both have experienced this, so I'm curious, having done it, okay. if you guys think this is something that you could have been good with. I, from the outside, believe this is crazy. Buddy moons. Buddy, B-U-D-D-Y, buddy moons are the trendy way newlyweds are celebrating their love with friends. This is a thing, according to this article from the New York Post. Uh, It goes on to say, uh, forget the romantic getaway. These honeymooners are inviting their best buds to join their post-nuptial vacations. The honeymoon of yesteryears used to be romantic anticipation. Now, buddy moons bringing friends and family with them to celebrate their union with a trip of a lifetime to share. So I've been invited to one of these. Tommy didn't work out and I couldn't go. But buddy I did it, buddy but moons? I, but I, I don't think they called it that, but I've been invited to a buddy moon. I don't see any problem with this. Mm. What do you, I mean, what do you think this is? Some movie version where, like, we go to Paris for seven days and, like... No, but people go... Like, I saw it not to... I was on Rob's Facebook last night. I can share his business. He and his, and his fiance... Can pu- you? I mean, it was on his just... public Facebook account. They posted oh, that they just booked their honeymoon. Okay. I guess I actually oh, I should get Rob in here by the but way. But let's be honest. I should absolutely get so Rob like, in here for this. So, like, if we're having this conversation, like my wife yeah. and I, right? Like, are you more likely to have fun if it's just the two of you for seven days on the trip, or like with all your friends and you're on a vacation? Like, yeah, that's to why me, you do- vacation is more fun with more people. Generally yeah. speaking, anyway, no, nobody's because there's like group activities and everybody can split off and do different stuff. Nobody's saying not to have a vacation that you can go with friends and hang out. Like, I've, I, I love doing those. They're fun. Some of my best trips have been friend vacations right we're talking about your just newly married yeah. couple go have your honeymoon go do your thing whatever you can do both for some people you can that, have nights alone i'm i'm not saying that you got to go to paris cody but yeah. whether it could be san francisco it could be staying in kansas city even but you have your own like your own it's you and your your spouse um i think it's crazy that you would have like four of your friends join you on your post-nuptial trip the only way that I think it makes sense is that if four of her friends also come and you have like eight people total. What's that? If 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 you're going to bring friends, she also has to bring. Yeah, everyone if gets to yeah, bring some everybody friends. Everybody gets to bring some friends. That I think is actually the only way that it would work and be fine. Yeah, I just I get this is thing that people are doing, and I so Buddy it sounds moons. like you would have done it, Drew. <laughs> would you have done this? Uh, probably not. I wouldn't have cared. But I, I I don't think it matters though. I feel like because honeymoon is more you, it's more of the romantic I, thing. It, at least the way that I've thought of honeymoons guess, is more of the like, romantic yeah, side I, of things. I guess the only part that would be different if you just told supposed me, to be what taking baths with rose petals and well, stuff no, like no, it could yes. just be like nobody's saying. Dude, that's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, yes, the romantic aspect of it uh, is those obviously part of it. Still exists. Yeah, I, I just. If you had like a destination wedding and it was overseas and your friends were already there and they were going to stay for a week anyway, like that's different. And yeah. you still wanted to go have like dinner with them. I think that's different than, oh, we have the wedding in Kansas City. Our honeymoon is Jamaica next week. Why don't you guys all come along? Like that's 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 two different things. The, 
I was okay with it. I, I didn't mind it until you phrased it that way. And I was like, yeah, that is a very weird thing to, to ask. Just the way that you said, hey, our honeymoon's here. Come on out and join us. I agree. That is very, very interesting. I, I, like, so it's not like your friends are staying in the same room. I understand. <laughs> By the way, I'm not. I don't, I'm not saying that on your honeymoon. You're just having sex 24 seven. Okay, I'm not like that's not what I'm. I was supposed to have sex five <laughs> times a day on his honeymoon, I, I, and those <laughs> friends are going to get in the way. But it's just like it is your time, right? Whether it's just hanging out on the beach together or not, like it, yeah. it, it, it is still your time together. I, I, there's no chance, no offense, that I would invite like my friends to my honeymoon. No. That's why you were invited to my wedding. That's why when we're married and we're a couple, you can come on a trip with us. Two That's years why you from have now. like the bachelor's party. So the, you have. We have an time with your... You know, we could use a good show wedding. A show wedding? Yeah, we need somebody. Well, to get there's married. only one person on this oh, show. That, that well, it could have been our previous producer, Nick, but he got yeah. he got engaged after he left the show. Right. I mean, Rob obviously is not part of our show. He's our station. He's he's getting married this summer. Congratulations to him and his his fiance. And uh, but yeah, I saw on their Facebook like they they just booked their honeymoon. That's what also prompted this whole con- this story. It was perfect. I should have had Rob come in here actually and ask him. Did you ever consider a buddy moon, Rob? Did you? Can I come? Did you consider Can I inviting? Come to your did you consider <laughs> invi- Did you consider inviting Carrington to come along for your honeymoon? Mm. We actually we really should. We need to get Rob in here. You want me to text him? Uh, yeah, we can get a follow on. Him later. Yeah, a little yeah, bit later yeah. on, we'll reset this. Maybe, okay. and, and get Rob. Or maybe he can come in for five minutes during Club Six Ten tomorrow. We can ask him something you know? like that. Yeah. Someone says, destroying the family unit. Have friends, not a partner. Have money on kids. What? Huh? Hmm? Huh? I'm just reading the text. Someone says, we did it six times in four days. I was dead after. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. All right. That's the trash of the day. Up next is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. And what other teams and then what other in the people in the media are saying about the, uh, the media are saying about the Chiefs come playoff time? I thought it was really interesting. That's next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Somebody has to help out these tabloids and gossip sites in Hollywood that have oh, now how Travis Kelsey's job how, works. How now that they've discovered football, and I say it like that because I truly 
don't think they understand how it works. I'm referencing the latest from page six, which said today on uh, which read in their article today, I should say. Uh, I read it and it says Taylor Swift is expected to attend the Golden Globes, but her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, won't be with her despite being in L.A. at the same time. Sources tell page six. Because he has a job. They think that the Chiefs who play at 325 and the game gets over at 625. So what is that? Uh, that, That would be 425 Pacific time. Yeah. That by the time they get out of the locker room and all that, they probably don't get on their flight until like six or 30 or seven Pacific time that he was going to tell the team, Hey, just got done with the football game. Playoffs are next week. Not flying back with you guys. Uh, stay in for the golden globes in LA with my girlfriend. As if that's an option, as if he doesn't yeah. have a job to get ready for the next day. It's just like, it's so insane. How little it's an insular world. Know. We live in the sports world. Sometimes we have to recognize that because yeah, they don't seem to understand. You remember there was one to be like, Travis won't be there for her birthday. It's like, it's a Wednesday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. He has a job. He has a game in three days, four days. I think sometimes it's hard because like when you run those tabloid things, you do a lot of musicians and actors. So not as much on athletes. Yeah. So like there are times if they're not on set, but like also if they're on set, you know, um, <laughs> it's a whole different conversation to go on there. It's so weird. I also saw in the break that the Royals announced some more uh, bobbleheads. The reason why this is coming during the Chiefs half, red half hour, they announced some of their new like giveaways. One of the bobbleheads is Patrick Mahomes. In a Royals uniform? Or? In a Royals uniform from the uh, from the charity softball game where he uh. threw the ball behind his back. <laughs> so the bobblehead giveaway that day is him throwing the ball behind his yeah, back why not? in the, the owner, Royals uniform. One of the owners of the club, obviously, is Patrick Mahomes. Why not? Smart. People want that. Try that will be, Dude, that thing will that be is, hot. What day is it? Say, uh, say yet what day that Mahomes bobblehead is. Uh, That's going to be it. a popular, very popular day. To because be they also K. announced that there was going to be a Michael Garcia one and a Cole Reagan's one. Yeah, with res- all due respect to those two guys, the, the Mahomes bobblehead is going to be. July 26th. Okay, so late in the year where we hope that Royals are competitive still. That's what we're all hoping The Cole for. Reagan's one they put on the anniversary of his trade, which is smart. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. No, that Mahomes one will be very popular. The Royals bobblehead game over the years has always been very good. July 26th. Oh, it's against the Cubs, too. Oh, that's going to be. That game is going to be a hot ticket, believe it or not. I know. It's the Royals, but trust me. Cubs and a Mahomes bobblehead on a Friday night at the end of July. Yeah, that might be the best crowd of the night unless they make a postseason run and opening day. That might be one of the best crowds of the entire season. That's what the team's doing on the field, obviously. But I still think just those two things alone. And for all we know, that that's the same. Like, that's around the time, right? June or July is when they typically do the celebrity. That's right when salt. training camp starts, too. Yeah, but that's right around the time yeah. they typically go back and do all the stuff with um, Sudeikis. And, like, so who knows if it's going to be around that oh, same they're time? Not gonna schedule, they're not going to schedule, uh, what do you call it? What's well, it called? Uh, big, not, big yeah, Slick. Big Slick. Yeah. They're not going to schedule Big Slick the same weekend I don't know, or the they, same day. That's just from, that's yeah, from yeah, Big yeah, Slick. Yeah. So. No, I got you. I got you. Well, you can buy your tickets right now on Royals.com. How about that, Cody? Get Diamond Club seats right now if you want them. Two hundred dollars. Actually, let's hey, tell Vinny. I was about to say, can we tell Vinny the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's tell Vinny. The game? Uh, do we really want to wait till July when it's way, ninety-five degrees outside? Uh, when you sit down there, but but if you sit down there, you don't have to like get there early to get the bobblehead. If you go sit down in that area, they just have and again, we're not talking about Diamond Club. Actually, uh, Vinny no. Pasquantino lost a bet with us. He owes this show, and he's going to pay up. Uh, no problem with that. Crown Club seats. We got to pick a game. So I'm just letting you know, in the Crown Club, you don't wait in the line like, oh, I better be one of the first 10,000. Okay. They got them down there for you. Okay. 
They got the giveaway for you. They got it at a little table for you. Huh. They got it set aside for your seat. Very nice. You don't have to get, you know, we, like, we you don't have to worry gonna have about to, it. You're good. We are going to have to have a sit-down conversation about which game we want to pick here because there's yeah, a balance. A like, if they're really competitive, then, yeah, later in the year is good, but there's also the risk of them not being competitive, and then we're like, uh... You know, and I, you know, in the heat Friday, like, it's a Friday really, night. Like you said, do we really want to be out there mid July, mid August? Is Friday night the best night for it? Or are we better off doing it on? No, I definitely think we want to shoot weekend because for those seats, you can get in an hour earlier than anyone else. And it's all you can drink and all you can eat. Okay. Do you really want to go to work the next day? I'm not choosing a day game. That's out. Unless it's a Saturday or Sunday day. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. I think, I think Friday, I think we gotta do a Friday night, right? Drew Friday night. I mean, that feels like the play. Unless true, I mean, yeah. Look, I'm down for it. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. All right. Glad we got that cleared up partially. Important, important thing I'm to discuss sure on the air. Listeners Sometimes really care. They might. It's my fault. I care. brought it up. You never know. You did bring it up. Meanwhile, people across. We played this clip earlier, so I'm not going to play the whole thing in its entirety again. But Stugatz was making the argument on the Dan Lebetard show that the Chiefs are a team that you'd actually want to face, and I'm like, really. That's a team come playoff time you'd want to face. I think the only team in the entire AFC you can make an argument for you'd rather face less is Baltimore. And even if I were another team, and if you were just like, hey, it's a one-off game, you got one shot to beat either. I'm not sure I would not still choose the Ravens. Mm. And the reason why is, look, Lamar Jackson's never done anything in the postseason. He has a single wild card weekend win. The last time he won MVP and the team had the number one overall seed and a bye, they lost in the first game. His playoff numbers aren't great. Patrick Mahomes, so far, the only evidence in his career is that man gets to an AFC title game and that man gets to at least overtime of an AFC title game, if not the Super Bowl. And I know I that you. this team feels different, but I would avoid them like the plague. They're just that kind of dynastic team. I certainly wouldn't be rooting to play the Chiefs still if I were another team, but I think we have to be step back and be honest about still what this year is. And if I'm any other team in football and I can pick to play Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in 2023 slash 2024 or this version of the Chiefs, I don't know how on earth you wouldn't choose the Chiefs over the Ravens. Talking about right this second. Yes, does Lamar Jackson have to prove that he can win multiple playoff games? That's a fact. That's true. That's accurate. But if we're just talking about it as a divisional round weekend, would you rather go to Baltimore and play the Ravens or go to Kansas City in the divisional round and play the Chiefs? Not the Chiefs of 2019 through 2022, this year's team. Does it mean the Chiefs can't win the game? No, that's not what I'm saying. But the preference, I don't know if there's a single football team that wouldn't give you the answer that says they'd rather play the Chiefs over Baltimore. You don't think you could find – and that's – what's interesting to me is that's that's part of the reason I ask this question is, what do you think the actual teams are saying about the Chiefs right now? Do you think the Bills and Dolphins are like, they're not the old Chiefs, we don't care? Is that what the Ravens are telling themselves? Or do they still fear them for what they've accomplished lately and for who they are? Yeah, I don't think they fear them, but there's respect. I mean, I don't think you can discount the Chiefs, right? That's a, that's a foolish mistake to make. But again, the exact scenario is if you're Josh Allen and the Bills, would you rather go to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs or go to Baltimore and play the Ravens? I don't know how on earth their answer isn't go to Arrowhead, who we, we just were there three weeks ago. Dude, man, if I were Buffalo, my answer would be the Chiefs even, or be Ravens even faster because that's a team I, who's been snake bitten yeah, by the, the Chiefs the Ravens, and cannot the, get past them. I mean, we. We've all I understand been, they're the I, best team in the AFC. Yeah, I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm definitely not arguing that end of it. This is not to me about best team. And what, what I'm curious about this is how those teams view it. Because we have these conversations around the Chiefs all the time. You and I could personally rank right now. All right, let's say, hey, opponents, we'd like to face the, the least ranked down. Ravens won. 
Uh, Bills two for me. Yeah, then probably Miami Dolphins. three. Then, um, then might actually weird enough. It might Texans? be Cleveland. Well, it oh, might be Cleveland? Cleveland after that, and then it might Cleveland. be God, then it might be the Jags, and then the Texans, and then the Colts, and then the Steelers would be the one you prefer the most. I still think. I know Mike Tomlin's yeah. a hell of Gardner a coach. Minshew and Mike Tomlin's Mason a hell of a, Rudolph have to be. Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach, but they're starting Mason Rudolph and kind of benching Kenny Pickett right now. I think that there's probably a decent chance that someone's going to walk into the postseason and make the mistake that you're just talking about, which is. Walk into the postseason game against the Chiefs with a healthy dose of skepticism of they're not the same old Chiefs. And while that's true from a team perspective, right, they're not as good of a team as they've been in the previous years. In in previous iterations of, like, great teams, like dynasty teams, the kind of thing that the Chiefs are on run-wise, they don't have to be the best team to win. They just don't. They just have to have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and be in the postseason. Yeah, but like you said, the, the mistake that I just made, like this is not like not you, just I think other teams. No, but like I, I, I push back on that because again, the question is, would teams rather play the Chiefs this season or the Ravens this season? And there's, um, it, they would rather play the Chiefs. You're saying that I'm making that mistake. Like nobody is saying that the Chiefs can't win a playoff game and that you still don't want the Chiefs coming to your building. I agree. You're asking me not to compare the Chiefs to the Dolphins, the Chiefs to the Steelers, yeah. the Chiefs to the Texans. You're asking me to compare the Chiefs to the Ravens and who do I think team. other teams want to play. That's why I'm giving you the answer to the Ravens. You think every if, other team would answer the Chiefs second? Yes. Like Ravens first, and then literally, if you ask anyone, Miami be like, I'd rather I mean, hell, face. There might even be somebody that say, there might be someone that says they'd rather face the, the 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 Chiefs than the Dolphins. There might be somebody out there that would say that. That's insane. That's I, the I point agree. of what Stugatz yeah. is saying is that yeah. he'd rather you just. That's insane. That would be like, in fine. Like you're just same, drawing the line short yeah. of Baltimore. Yeah, I'm not drawing the line short of them. We're not disagreeing there, in the sense that there are teams I agree that will probably yeah. walk in there and be like, I'd rather take on I'd rather take on the Chiefs than Buffalo. Buffalo scares me. I'm trying to step away from being in Kansas City a little bit as well because sure. I, I think there's probably people that would think I'm crazy for even saying that the Chiefs are the second team that you don't want to face. There's probably plenty of people who are saying, no, they're like the fourth team that I would want to face. No, like they, they deserve they deserve a credit for they deserve credit for being where they are. Like for being able to get to that point. Like I've I I, I think a lot of this circles around, and I know the Patriots come up a lot because they're the most recent dynasty. I just remember for years in Kansas City, people were like, no, it's a down year. I'd rather take on the Patriots than the team who's actually better than them this year. Could there be some other team in the AFC who'd had a better year the whole time? And you're like, nah, I don't think so. Like, I think there's a decent chance that, like, at the rate it's going, there's a decent chance that your aunt should always be the Chiefs to be the last team you want to face because postseason accomplishments suggest the man may never not play in an AFC title game. I'll tell you this much. This conversation next year would be fascinating if they're just the same mediocre team. But if they go back to the AFC championship game again this year and Baltimore doesn't win, like, then yeah. we're not even having the conversation ever. I'm, I, I won't even entertain. Like, the only team you should fear is the Chiefs. If they take this team, the one that has been disappointing by all metrics and maybe is only the second or third or fourth best team in the AFC, they take that team to the AFC title game and just wash through people again then, yeah, fear them every year. Because that's eventually how the Patriots got those. Ten years of they at least play in the AFC title game. Like, how often do the Patriots get knocked out before the th- like the near finish line? Couple. Yeah, and again, the Chiefs have hosted five straight. I mean, so it's that's not crazy. Like, for, know, for this year is the year where they don't. Yeah. And then doesn't nobody's saying that if I they, mean, they get, can't be back there next correct. year. Correct. That's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you're basing update, a little more on the team. little update on the Tyreek Hill situation yesterday that broke. Uh, he had, his house was on fire down in Miami. Per the Associated Press, the fire, uh, again, where everybody was okay, uh, at Tyreek Hill's home was started by a child playing with a cigarette lighter in a bedroom. Damn, that was a big fire. That started with a cigarette lighter? I mean, I don't have to tell you. Like, you own a home, like, 
Oh no, man! Dude, I mean, if you take think out a ladder, it, like, they could sudden, do some damage. There's flammables all, all of a sudden. If nobody's around, that thing. I mean, were you guys play with fire, kids? Because no, I was. No, I could have burned some stuff down. I shouldn't. I was not kid, for sure. Now nah, we'd like hairspray with lighters, or like we'd make. I mean, we were. De- I was definitely <laughs> said, like, f- thankfully, I was definitely uh, like the little pyro uh, kid. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus, the agent of Tyreek Hill, put out a statement. and said uh, nobody was injured, no pets so far. They were grateful, very grateful. The firefighters, the fire was contained to a limited area in the home. Again, that, that home's so damn big, it looked like a mat. Like it looked like the whole home. It was just like 10 percent, 20 percent of the home. That's that a lot of percentage was, uh, of your home. I, sure, but a uh, kid had a cigarette lighter. And lit something on fire that obviously got the rest of the home on fire. How long are you grounded for on that one? Let's say you're 10. <sighs> Depends on how old the kid is. 20% of that. I mean, I feel like you don't even have to ground a kid. They know what they've done at that point. They understand the consequence of what occurred here. Like, at that point, it's like, does grounding them really, like, the yeah. gravity of the situation is already strong enough. There was on yeah, I don't know what a you helicopter really do. looking I, over your house while it was on fire. Yeah, I don't really know what you do. I mean, again, I, who knows how old the kid? I mean, the kid might might have been five years old. They what did not release do? the age of the kid. Yeah, I, I don't know. You well, know. they're five, then you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, what are you supposed to do? I'm point? surprised you should be fun- saying it's one of those where like you're thankful your child was unharmed, right? And you move on in a way, right? If it's a, yeah, you know, that's probably what you do. I kind of assumed that all of us as kids like goofed around with fire more than we should no, the only thing it i sounded had, like you guys i felt very say, i felt very alone there when you say goof around with fire what would you do were you just lighting things on fire in your sometimes. house well not in my house <laughs> like, sometimes in the shed outside sometimes you'd make big fires sometimes you would like figure out i mean i, I don't know man we just we burn some stuff down you know sometimes is <laughs> that Oh man, in we your were adult different life, childhood in your sometimes. adult life, not now. You, in your adult life, if you're lit anything on fire, I believe there's a term for people that are like pyromaniac. I'm not an, ad- I'm into an adult. Into fire, yeah. I don't do that now. Text okay. on back me up. The Anybody only thing else? I had was this like wood, so like um, like a wood burning kit. Yeah, wood burning kit. I did enjoy that, and I definitely would go around and burn some things with that a little bit. Like <laughs> definitely did that. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, I know like, exactly. The thin, what you're talking it, it came, came with on like a little thin wood, but it uh-huh. had like the angled thing. And it, I mean, obviously, it was very hot. Yeah. And you would carve, you would burn, you could write names or whatever into these wood plates. But naturally, as a kid, you're like, what else can I, what else can I, you know, try to melt? Or Someone burn said with we this used thing? to take hairspray, it sprayed into a metal trash can, then oh, lighted on fire. Yeah, we did some, like the hairspray fire thing, that was yeah, everybody. Yeah. We all did homemade flame flowers. I mean, I've heard kids. of it, yeah. Um, Someone said, me and my friends used to spray Lysol on our arms and then light them on oh, fire. Well. Burnt leaves with a magnifying glass, magnifying glass on foreheads, (laughs) all that stuff. Okay, I'm not the only pyromaniac amongst children, which is good to know. I don't think I ever got close to burning the house down, though. So. We could take the Andre Risen uh, comparisons out of the window, though, right? Now that's confirmed from the AP. It was the child. Yeah. With cigarette lighter. Some of these people are lucky they... They didn't have more damage based Someone on said my brother and I burnt down the shed in the back and blew up a mower grounded for a year. I did. We had a small shed in the back that was kind of like, I mean, it was pretty, pretty bad shape. See, we got close to burning it down a couple of times I, trying to like have a fire inside the shed. It's an old metal shed. I would, so there's some like char marks in there for a while. I would have expected Drew to be Mr. Fire guy or something. Really? Like that. Yeah. I kind you know of, that I'm the delinquent of this show. Let's just face of all. I've been in the most. I, the most delinquent behavior as a child, the most legal trouble. Drew, by all accounts, has never been in any kind of trouble based on the way he described this on the show. Have you uh, ever been in any kind of trouble? Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's been anything 
certainly not fire related. It would be more like fighting my brother or something along those lines, which is obviously a, a common. Someone just says Drew's never been caught. That's the difference. I, I, I was a very good blamer. Oh, problems. I was very good. As, as the oldest. Wait, you were uh, ratting people out? Oh, yeah. Uh, or I would, there would be, t- it would be man. funny. I, I would do something and my dad would get mad and I would say, that wasn't me. That was Zach. And then he would turn to Zach and get mad. And then Zach wouldn't do anything, but just shut down. So he would get the blame. And then oh, I, I'd, got, I, I, I was, I was, man. yeah, I was not, I was not a good big brother. I, I was, I was not, <laughs> I was not playing with, uh, no, I've never been charged with anything. Uh, is it that, because Drew is where because of the hat Drew is where I'd say, which by the way, next <laughs> next segment I'll put on. Um says Drew looks like he got a possession charge one time. <laughs> one time. Oh man. Why? Just because he's wearing a vest and a backwards hat? He well, I think he would admit like his his dress style, whatever, like a little more like not hipster, uh, like skaterish. Ish, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, skaterish is probably right? a better description. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, but it, it's like preppy skater. Okay. He doesn't look like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like yeah. more preppy skater than just like guy in an alley who'll give me a dime bag. It's a very different vibe. <laughs> someone says very he looks like different vibe. he looks. Someone says he just looks like he got caught smoking blunts and like just a McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> Nothing too nefarious. I've never smoked anything in my life. Dead serious. No, I believe you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I see. He's straight. He's way. Drew's way more straight laced. And the time we've done this show, I've learned I that am. about him. I don't think Drew's ever gotten in any kind of real trouble. I don't think he's ever like. I mean, neither have I. I don't know if he's shoplifted. Is it? Well, yeah, but we like. That's that tracks from the beginning. <laughs> the only thing I've gotten <laughs> legitimate trouble for, it, I guess, is speeding. You know, when I'm oh, driving my. I mean, that that is. You got a speeding I, ticket? Oh my gosh! That's but, the only thing no, I haven't gotten. I'm lucky I wasn't. In, oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. Never I'm lucky I wasn't in Florida. I guess let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was cooking. Excellent Good stuff. I'm a good blamer. Oh, I am. I just saying. Can you great. skate, though? People want to know. Absolutely like, not. Oh, okay. absolutely gonna, not. I thought you were about to say absolutely. No. Okay. My, never never my, got into the skating stuff. Huh? No. Uh, Tony Hawk video game, I guess, was fun. Oh, yeah. But, well, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. The actual skateboarding? No. I was a rollerblades person. Oh, really? Or a, or a bike person. Again, that outfit's not, not way off from a rollerblades person. Not. Well, okay. So my 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 thought process of not necessarily obviously wearing things, but when I when we'd go outside to, if it wasn't sports, it was racing bikes. It was so I'd put on like rollerblades and I would try to race my brother who is riding a bike down our cul-de-sac, which is a pretty long cul-de-sac. It's it's probably a good quarter mile, uh, is how long this cul-de-sac was. So we'd start at the top of the hill. And we'd go, and I'd be on the rollerblades. I, I was a blades person. I'd, I I roughed myself up uh, multiple times. I had rollerblades as a kid. I mean, so did I. I don't know how Never often I used them, though. but I had them. Yeah, I, I used them a decent amount. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I really ever got. The, I didn't enjoy it. I don't know if I got like good enough on them to. I really refuse to be that kid to be like they wouldn't let you use them in the skating rink if they were used outside. You're like, screw this. I'm not gonna just like hold on to these things. Oh, like skate city or whatever. To, yeah, just to go to the skating rink. <laughs> screw this. I want to be a kid. We rode bikes way more than we did roller bikes. Were I definitely was big. more into the yeah more into the bikes than I was uh, anything else. I wasn't planning on this being the part of the conversation yeah. just because you brought up Tyreek Hill and oh, I mean, we just children pro- and I mean, we just talked Pro Bowl snubs or whatever. Which, by the way, can we? So obviously, the Pro Bowl it's stuff came out last night. Been a the joke. Pro Bowl's a charade. It is a joke. Sneed got snubbed. We all recognize that. Butker yeah. got snubbed. Butker got snubbed. The All Pro Duffy got snubbed. All Pro has become the more legitimate award. Although a lot of these guys still have incentives in their contracts. 
uh, for Pro Bowl nominations. The Pro Bowl's not even a game anymore. It's the games. They play these, like, mini games around it. The whole thing's a joke. The Chiefs haven't typically played in them anyway because they've been busy with the Super Bowl. Look, I, so it's hard not to get – I don't want to get too bad out of shape about it, but it is a joke that Snead didn't get in. He's locked down every number one wide receiver and how he's not one of the four best corners, which is how basically what they're saying – 33% of the vote is fans, 33% is players, and then right, the rest is coaches, 33% mm-hmm. is, is coaches. Fans don't know his name, right, across the league. That's so you're part just of, not going to get the vote. Jalen Ramsey gets I'm, it because people have heard of him. I'm convinced coaches just have somebody in PR put in their ballot for them. Um, so it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, someone said Josh Allen got snubbed. Why did Mahomes make it over him? Same reason. Name. <laughs> people know who Josh <laughs> yeah. Allen is, but not as much as they know who Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah. We're agreeing across the board. It's a, it's a sham. It's always been a sham. I just feel bad for guys like LeJarrius Sneed in the year in which, man, they have never been more deserving. Never been more deserving. They got to be an alternate. And yeah, if for whatever reason the Chiefs are not in the Super Bowl, he'll get an invite. Enough people will drop out. He'll actually be in the thing. And he can claim he's a pro bowler. And he'll probably go because he never gotten to go before. I feel bad for the players who earn it in their individual year but aren't the, like, uh, street name yeah. that everybody knows so to the point that you can just actually pin them in. Like, for instance, the second you're in, you're in. Creed Humphrey will end up being a 10-time pro bowler by the time we're done because his name is already synonymous with center play in the NFL. He got in the pro bowl. He was a he was the top AFC vote-getter at center again this year, and he will continue to be really going forward. But it stinks for guys. I feel bad for guys like Sneed, the guys who can't get in just because people don't know their name. I don't watch the pro bowl anyway. I do think Josh Allen had a better year than Mahomes, but not way better. It's fine. Mahomes team, you know, like I, I don't think that that one's as crazy as uh, Snead being left out for Jalen Ramsey, who missed like a third of the season due to injury. Yeah, that that's the one where clearly it's season. a proof of just name recognition on that one, where he only played for five, six games. I mean, that's all about name recognition. All right, coming up next, what's trending? We'll get you an update on who is not practicing today out at Arrowhead. Plus, one player that's already stepping up and Cody thinks could end up being similar to a player that used to be in Kansas City come playoff time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.